Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, Wildly Becoming fam. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Wildly Becoming podcast. I am Rachel Bain, and I am here with the beautiful Jill Glosser. She's my most favorite (laughs) co-host ever. (laughs) So Jill and I are going to talk about communion today. We titled this To Go Communion. Jill, how did this conversation get started? I believe we were on the phone. Imagine that. And somebody had gone to church. Me, Rachel. And they had communion to go. (laughs) And I'm like, in a sippy cup? (laughs) So before we dive into this, I do want to preface with, this is just our conversation and thoughts, and we're going to get in God's word to see what does the Bible say about communion. But we are never, ever putting anyone or any denominations down. These are just our life experiences and conversations we have. And when we do this, we think if we have these thoughts, we wonder if other people do too. So we decided to share it on a podcast because communion is so massively important. So what is communion, which is also called Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper? So what's communion and what is the purpose? It is a practice that Christians observe in remembrance of Christ's sacrifice for us. So no matter what denomination you prescribe to, you've likely partaken in communion if you've attended church. And different churches partake in communion differently. Jill was sharing with me on the way here. Jill, do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience growing up in your church with communion? Well, I was raised Episcopalian, which is very close to being Catholic. I've also gone to Lutheran, Methodist churches, but specifically in the Episcopalian church, it is obviously you, you know, I was telling Rachel, there is a Nicene Creed that is said over the communion there's other prayers said over the communion you do take a pause before you take communion you go up to the altar during that time usually you are drinking out of the chalice there's different rituals that they do with that even they bless the wine they bless the bread the priest is even supposed to be drinking the last of the wine because it is the blood of Christ it's not to be poured down a drain I mean, it is truly a holy sacrament of Jesus that you are partaking in. So communion simply represents what Jesus did for us. Exactly. And we are doing that. Jesus tells us to take this in remembrance of me. So the bread or crackers, whatever the church uses, and you can do communion at home too or in your Bible study groups we have, it represents Jesus's body that was broken for us, for our sin and shame. And the drink or wine, each church is different with that as well, that we take is to remember the blood that was shed to pay for our sin. Mm -hmm. So we do this entire sacrament to remember the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. So I want to chat real quick because I could go down a lot of different squirrel trails with this whole thing. But I want to know, what does the Bible say? So let's look at what Jesus says about communion. In the book of John, chapter 6, 
verses 53 through 58. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. So Jesus is explaining there, we have everlasting life because of him. And when we partake in communion, we are remembering that God sent Jesus, his only son, to die on the cross for us, for our sin, that we could have everlasting life. That's a really big deal. Yes. He loved us so much. Yes. Or loves us so much. And that is why to go communion set me ablaze. (laughs) So... When my life exploded and I tried to find a new church, it was a very interesting time because every church operates differently. And I'm not here to say there's a right or wrong. I believe in following how the Holy Spirit is guiding us. To me, however, this is such a special time of remembering what Jesus did for us. And if we have to-go communion, so what does to-go communion look like? It's just they have the juice and cracker in the back of the church. And they explain that you just take it with you when you leave. So you're just like walking by. Yeah. You walk by. Picking it up. Yep. You walk by, you grab it and you head out for the day. You you stop and say anything. You just, it just goes out the door with you. I, there was so much going on because this was a really big church that Mm -hmm. I didn't know if people were actually doing it there in the building or if they take it home and do it in their private time or with their Mm -hmm. families. And again, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong, and it is hard to serve communion at a large church. I get that. For me, though, I thought, what if there are believers in the church that don't even understand what communion is? And I think my biggest thing is keeping things holy because God is holy and there's a level of holiness involved. And I'm not talking about legalist ways of holiness. I'm talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, like Jesus dying for us is a massive deal. Right. If he hadn't died for us, we would be in big trouble if we were still in Old (laughs) Testament times. Yes. So to me, it was just keeping it sacred and keeping it special and making sure that the congregation of that church understood what communion is, was why we partake in it. Because with that type of situation, I wasn't really sure what was going. I just had never seen that. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's a right or wrong, but... I do feel like we are watering down very important things. Yes. Also, it's sort of like, what are you teaching your children? They don't really get the full, or a new believer, or your friend that you just brought. They don't really get the full knowing how important this is. Yes. It's truly, first of all, you get to break bread with your fellow believers in the building and you know you were truly taking a moment and it's almost like you could go back in time right there with Jesus yes. you know to take communion with him 
even like, you know, you said we've done it at home and our and some Bible studies, you know, we've even done it at our friends giving and it's just such a precious, precious time to just sit and take a pause and just be in that communion. It's just amazing. And it's getting missed in a lot of churches. I do see that in a lot of places because it's so quick and so dismissed. It's kind of like there's not a happy medium. We've even they're made it super ritualistic mm-hmm. in some denominations where yes. like you were sharing, it's just a part of the service every time. So it might lose its effectiveness or you know, the special reasoning behind it because you just go through the motions. I'm not saying every believer does that, that does it every Sunday. I'm just saying there's like an imbalance. It's either like that or you go to a church that really doesn't implement it at all or says, here it is, just take it to go. And it's like, hold on here a minute. And when you said that about what are you teaching children or new believers, I think a lot of times we expect the church to disciple the kids, but we are each as believers, the church, the body of Christ. But we go to a local building called a church where we come together in community to worship and learn and grow and get equipped for ministry. But it's not the church's job to be the only one that disciples your kids either. So that's a whole different squirrel trip. (laughs) But as a former kids pastor, I just had to throw that little plug in there. And it's so important for kids to learn something like communion. I remember this is a funny story because I do love to laugh. We'll add this in for a lighthearted piece (laughs) and to make fun of my, when I was a brand new kids pastor, I was like so adamant about kids knowing everything, right? So I thought it'd be a great idea. And Brandy, if you're listening today, you will die laughing because you will remember this. Brandy and Wildly Becoming started the kids ministry with me and I was adamant we were going to do communion with these little kids. Why did I think grape juice and Easter pink dresses would be a good combination? (laughs) But that is so funny. I still laugh at that, you know, because you learn and grow. And even like this communion, Jill and I are still learning and growing too in our faith. We're always becoming. We're always wildly becoming (laughs) who God created us to be. But uh, as we drove up here, we also talked about why... Communion is important. And so Jesus, you know, he, at the last supper, he says, do this in remembrance of me. So Jesus dies. He raises from the dead. He's ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the father. Now we have the apostle Paul who comes along. And in first Corinthians, he tells us, Hey, hold on a second. There's something we need to do before we take communion. And I have also noticed that this piece is greatly lacking as we just go through the motions, the Apostle Paul reminds us to examine ourselves prior to taking communion. Jill, do you have that scripture? Yes. Corinthians eleven twenty eight. It says, Paul urges us to examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. So what would that mean to examine yourself? When Paul says to examine ourselves, That means we take a step back, we practice the art of the pause, and we have some prayer time with the Lord. And we just ask God to search our hearts for any known or unknown sin that maybe we aren't aware of. Because we want to be in right standing with the Lord when we partake of holy communion. Because it is a very special time of remembrance. So we want to make sure we're in a good heart posture when we do that. Yes. 
Jill, when you grew up at your church, did you have a time of examining yourselves before you did the ritual part of the communion? I know at my church, we did. And that was always like said prior to communion. And we would all take a moment to pray and yes. seek the Lord first. So yes. you did as well. Yes, we did as well. Yeah. Okay. But you know, growing up as a kid, you just think, oh, you're just sitting here and everybody's quiet. But as you grow older or as you get little, you know, little things through life, you know, wildly becoming who we are, right? Then you realize, oh, there's a reason why I'm saying this. Oh, this is, you know, I hear this every single Sunday, but now I get it. It does eventually click. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. But like you shared on the drive here, you did a special creed every single week that you have memorized now yes. as an adult because right. you did it growing up. Right. And memorizing God's word is super important because God's word is alive and powerful and it's our truth. So when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. And the truth is how we combat the lies of the enemy. So it's really important. So you can see the why behind we take communion. You can see why it's so important. And I'm curious for our listeners out there, I'd like to have feedback from people listening. Did you know this about communion? How do you take communion at your church? Do you take communion with your family, your spouse, significant other, friends, kids, Bible study group? As Jill shared earlier, we've had some of the most beautiful times of communion, taking it at home. Yes, and I, that was something I never really thought could happen. I always thought it had to happen in a church. Never did I think that it could happen outside of the church walls. However, I think that's where some of the most important times is Christ isn't just in the church. Yes. He's outside. So. We are the church. Yeah. The spirit of the living God resides in each one of us. I've taken communion and my personal prayer time alone before. And now this is a funny story, but I don't know if I should share it, which means... I probably shouldn't, but I probably will anyways. <laughs> so one time we were at Jill's and we, I forgot the little tiny cups. So we were going through her house looking for little tiny cups and I'll leave it at that. But you can we found use, little tiny cups. Use, yeah, you can use juice and crackers. Like one time I wanted to take communion so bad and I didn't have juice. And I think I used water or Gatorade, but it was just me and the Lord. But it's a heart thing. It's a heart posture. Yes. It's like... Really just honoring Jesus and thanking him for the sacrifice that he made. Because truly, can you imagine the trajectory if God had not sent his son to save us? How different it would be? <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. And also another rabbit hole, but what happened after that meal? You know, days to come. Yes. So. Exactly. Yeah. And so we take communion to remember the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. I would love to learn from our listeners. Do you take communion? If you go to church, how does your church handle communion? Yeah, I'd like to know. That's curious. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm very curious. You can always message us on the Wildly Becoming social media pages. And really, the whole point of today's podcast wasn't my holy discontent with to-go communion. <laughs> Sipping saints. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was really, okay, since she said that. It does kind of gross me out when everyone drinks from the same cup. I'm a germ freak. I can't do that. But some denominations do that. And if you do that, I'm not mad at you, but I'm just saying I can't do that. We really just wanted to encourage you today to remember communion is special, not to be taken with a flippant attitude, but also remember to take communion. Remember to take time and space to thank Jesus for what he has done for you. 
And you can do this at home, you can do it with friends, and you can do it in the local assembly as well. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of the Wildly Becoming podcast. And as always, stay stay wild. wild. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.